Last week, I attended an event called Podcast Movement. Now, this is a conference I've been attending since 2017, two years before I even started a podcast. But I went to that one, which was in Anaheim, California, because I had a ton of friends that were in podcasting, and I had a book coming out, and I knew that being a guest on podcasts was going to be the best avenue for growth and connection, so meeting other podcasters was probably the best thing that I can do. So I went to that one, had a blast, went the next year in Philadelphia, The following year was in Orlando, Florida. Last year, 2020, was supposed to be in Dallas, but it and just about every other conference was canceled or postponed. So we reconvened this year in Nashville, Tennessee at the Opryland Hotel, and it turned out to be a reunion of sorts and a reintroduction, an introduction in many ways, because there were so many past friends there, people I stayed in touch with, and new friends that I met. But I did one thing that seemed a little bit silly to many people, is that I drove to the conference. It was about an 11 and a half to 12 hour drive from our driveway here in Venice, Florida, down to the Opryland in Nashville. And it's funny because the look on people's faces when I said I drove was hysterical. They couldn't imagine it. And I quickly let them know that it was a deliberate choice. It wasn't forced on me. See, there was a time that I was in my car a lot more in the past. And I truly cherish those times because I got to spend a lot of time listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, having conversations that weren't rushed being on the phone from one friend to the next. And to me, it didn't matter where I was driving. I just wanted some time alone in the car for those reasons. But homeschooling and working from home, even though I have more time, I feel like I have less time for those things. So I will occasionally just get in my car and drive around so I don't feel guilty for that quiet time of just thinking or just getting into some deeper, long conversations. One time a few years ago, I was feeling the same way and a friend of mine called me up to hire me for a photo shoot. This is when we were still doing photography. And it was a corporate headshot in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we had lived in Pittsburgh. And it was a good paying job, but not a great paying job. And I jumped right on it. And he said, are you sure? He said, this doesn't come with a flight. I said, I know. I don't want the flight, even if it did. This is an excuse for me to get in the car for eight hours and just think. And some of my best ideas for my podcast and for my books have come from long hours in the car by myself. So I would have probably done that drive for nothing, even if there wasn't a shoot on the other end. As I think about it, I would have just drove there, spent the night there, and then just drove back the next day, 16 hours of relatively uninterrupted thinking time. To me, that's glorious. But this episode isn't about podcast movement. It's not even about what I figured out and learned on that drive. It's about something I saw. Along the drive, I'm not even sure where I was, what city or state, but I looked to my right, sitting in silence, and I saw a sign for Johnson Barbecue. It was a very simple ad. It said Johnson Barbecue on top, and the subhead said, no vegan food here. And I laughed out loud when I saw that. I said, what a perfect sign. The marketing was brilliant because what so many people struggle with with marketing is two things, finding the right audience and repelling the wrong audience. We're so concerned and wanting to be liked that we want to please everybody and you'll never please everybody. And Johnson Barbecue is not worried about that. I would have loved to have been in the boardroom when they figured that one out, when they mapped it out. Maybe there wasn't even a boardroom. Maybe it was just somebody from Johnson Barbecue saying, we're not messing around trying to bring people in that don't get what we do. Something that might go along with their friends and be like, I don't see anything on this menu that I like. Johnson Barbecue is not worried about you. There are plenty other places that will cater to whatever vegan meal that you want. They are not one of them. And by putting that sign up, they are completely eliminating any confusion in terms of what they serve. 
how anybody could walk into Johnson Barbecue and be confused and disappointed that they didn't serve what they wanted is beyond me because they made it so perfectly clear within four words that they repelled all of the wrong people for them. If you can do that in four words, any time and any shape in terms of your marketing, you've succeeded. And you have to understand that they knew by writing that down that they were turning away a lot of money by not having some type of a vegan option for someone's spouse, kid, or friend. They basically said, this is not for you. But if you want great barbecue, if you know that this is your type of food, this is the place for you. So I'm not sure if they spent a ton of money on focus groups, A-B testing, or whatever, or they just came up with that on a whim in the kitchen. Either way, it's brilliant. And if you have a business, you need to be thinking this way. Who exactly is it for and who exactly is it not for? And when you blur that line, that's when confusion comes in. That's when you will get your most dissatisfied customers because they don't understand what you do. And if you try to muddy that line and try to be for everyone, you will not only bring in the wrong type of clients, but you will make your most enthusiastic, loyal clients feel less special. So if you want a place that absolutely does not serve vegan food, Johnson Barbecue is where you go. And I didn't even eat there even though I wanted to, and I'm still talking about them on this podcast because they nailed the advertising and the marketing of it so well. Speaking of marketing, advertising, whatever you want to call it, I want to do an ask of you. The Total Life Freedom Podcast is at 198 ratings and reviews on iTunes. I want to ask you a favor. I would love to push this over 200. I'm not a numbers guy, but 200 is kind of an important number. If you haven't left us a rating, if you haven't left a review for the show, would you please consider doing so because it would be a huge help to how we show up within Apple and how the podcast gets found. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody that's left reviews and ratings. It's been such a help and thank you for that. And I will be back with you tomorrow.